uh, we've been able to, to uh, track down the elusive Liz Green uh, because she's been in transit this morning, which is fantastic. She's on the line for us now. Liz, of course, uh, relatively recently appointed as New Zealand Cricket's Head of Women's High Performance. Liz, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for the patience. Um, I got held up at Christchurch Airport, so good good to finally be here. Hey, been there, done that, got that T-shirt. Um, tell us about your uh, job, uh, Liz. Uh, what does that actually entail for us, for the women? Yeah, look, it's, um, I guess it's a slightly rejigged role from what has previously been in place. So head of women's high performance, um, sort of, you know, immediately tasked with building a new strategy and direction for what women's cricket will look like over the next, you know, five, five to ten years and, on the back of a, um, a very good master agreement deal for the women, I'm pretty excited about what can be achieved over the next sort of 12 to 24 months in the first instance. Right, let's uh, look at um, the, uh, the White Ferns in particular. Uh, I think it's fair to say, uh, Liz, uh, two relatively disappointing World Cups in a 12-month period. Uh, would you concur with that? Yeah, I don't think anyone will be, um, would, would be that pleased with the performances over the last 12 months. We know that as a group, um, you know, collectively we're working together and, um, and looking at how we can address a few areas. But look, I think, you know, the most recent World Cup was sort of a tale of two, um, two different sides. We played poorly against uh, Australia and South Africa and that's the nature of T20 cricket sometimes and then um, absolutely blew the other two teams off the park in Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. So, look, we've got to um, understand how we can perform more consistently at that top level and for us, it's about the long game at the moment. Um, you know, we're sort of looking ahead now to the 2025 World Cup. And, um, who are the players that we need to develop to come through and um, and just get things right on the other side, I guess. Who are the players you're likely perhaps not to have then, Look, uh, you know, realistically? Oh, look, I think the core group at the moment um, will stick together. And for us, it's about identifying the, um, the talent that's coming through that might challenge some of the... The, um, the more stable heads in the team and, um, you know, and the likes of, um, you know, I mean, Mo- Molly Penfold's coming through, Georgia Plummer, um, and we've got a lot of exciting talent that's coming through in the under-19 level as well. So um, for us, it's about identifying, I guess, yeah, what's, what, what's coming through in that next tier down and, um, and making sure we have a really competitive squad going forward. So why are Australia so good? I mean, have you studied their plan? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I've spoken a little bit to their high-performance manager over the last couple of months, and um, he speaks to sort of their 10-year plan. And it took them five years, I guess, of, um, of sort of uh, trying to figure out what that recipe for success looked like. And obviously on the back of investment into the likes of um, their women's big bash and um, their state cricket structures, I think, um, you know, they've sort of landed on a, a really good, uh, I guess, um, structure and um, they've got really good systems in place. So, you know, for him, he's sort of saying, you know, look, give yourself time, it's all about patience, um, you've got to suffer a little bit and, um, and then you'll get there. So it's, it's been really good to talk to him and sort of bounce ideas of, um, of what's making Australia so successful currently. So, I mean, they have outstanding individuals. Quite clearly they have outstanding individuals. I believe they're one of the most complete sporting teams in the world in terms of um, covering bases, But and I've often said that, but I... I I just wonder where where are we going to, at what point we're going to be able to look them in the eye and say, well, we've got those bases covered as well. Um, because to me, looking on from the outside, it, it seems a quite a long way away. Yeah, like and as I said earlier, I think it's about the long game for us. But I'm really buoyed by some of the talent that I'm seeing coming through our systems here in New Zealand. And, you know, part of my job is making sure that we can develop these effectively so that they can be... Um, 
can be ready to be world-class players like what we're seeing um, being produced through England, India and Australia at the moment. So for me, I think um, we're just going to have a little bit of patience. But as I said, um, I'm really excited by the talent that we have and now we're just going to make sure that that talent is developed. Right, OK. You've got a, a pretty exciting North-South series coming up, which effectively puts mate against mate, as they say, in the corny way uh, about the state of origin. So uh, almost a trial, really, I guess. Yeah, I think North v South um, was last played in 2010. I think I even played in that match um, itself. So for me, um, it's sort of the first step in terms of what we can do between okay. domestic and international in terms of playing opportunities. And um, I'm really excited about, you know, who's, who's going to put their hand up and, um, and show us what they've got. So, yeah, certainly um, it won't be a series that sits in isolation. There's a lot to be done between, um, between international and domestic cricket, but um, it's the first step in terms of what we want to do in that space. Often I've found with uh, men's cricket in particular, there's a nice base um, for playing the short game by playing longer forms of the game. Now, is there any scope, do you think, looking forward, um, Liz, that we might play test cricket? I, I, you know, I, I think it's been mooted. But the other thing, of course, is, is the ability to, to play for longer so you learn your skills over a longer period of time at the moment. So much is driven by white ball cricket. Any scope for doing anything different there? Oh, look, I think if you ask any players, there's, there's a real appetite for playing test match cricket. But for us, we've got to get um, at, get get better at playing the short form in itself in terms of 50 over in T20 cricket. So, look, in the long term, I don't think it's completely off the table. But for now, um, we've got to focus on um, on being the best that we can be in those shorter formats. Right. Um, the relationship now, uh, Ben Sawyer's been in the job um, for a while. I, I think he's now currently working in the IPL, actually, the women's IPL. Um, so how's that working? I mean, who's his uh, fellow selectors, et cetera? Yes, yeah, Ben settled into the job really well. He's a, he's a hugely passionate guy, um, really wants to see the white men succeed. Um, he's a big thinker of the game. And so for him, it's, you know, it's supporting him with the likes of, um, of Dean Brownlee, who's been appointed as the assistant um, white men's coach, and the other tour coaches that we've got around him as well. And then we've got um, Jason Wells as the head selector, that sits in underneath that and he's got a wealth of knowledge in terms of what's currently happening in the women's game and um, has an eye for that kind of talent um, across uh, across the board as well. So he's well supported um, and I think for, for Ben it's just, yeah, for him um, just, just trying to find that recipe for success as, as I said earlier. Okay, what's next um, in terms after the North-South series internationally? What are we looking at? Yes, yeah, so we're looking, um, the players go on a bit of a break, um, recharge the batteries, then we get the girls back together into camp structures, and um, then they head off to Sri Lanka um, in June for a, for a series against them. So it'll be um, the first sort of tour that we're looking at um, post the World Cup, and then um, hopefully we've got Pakistan at home and potentially India away as well. So um, and another jam-packed international calendar for the girls. OK, sounds good. Uh, we just need to, I think, from the outside, uh, we just need to, to get some more Ws against um, some uh, more quality opposition. I think that's the secret, really, isn't it, to, to judging it? Yeah, I think it's learning how to win again um, and being consistent at that top level. But, you know, I'm certainly confident that we have the players um, to do that and to be a consistent side going forward um, and to be, you know, one of the top four tier nations um, in women's cricket. So... Look, I think um, we need to be really positive about the direction that we're going in and, um, and just have patience, but we'll get there. OK, Liz, uh, thanks very much uh, for your time. Um, I know you've got plenty on your plate, so uh, thanks uh, for taking the time to, uh, to chat with us about where you think things are at. Um, have a good day. Cheers. Thanks, Libby.